This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We are live! It's cloudy, it's freezing, there's a big snowstorm coming, but stay warm with me right here, a live edition of the bullpen. And this has become a new thing. Last week we did it. Uh, We did it live at five. I was speaking to the audience and deciding a better, so we're trying to figure out the perfect time. For now, we're going to go at 6 p.m. Every week at 6 p.m., me, Adam the Bull, live talking to you and we tried it out last week it worked pretty well and now it's going to be your chance your chance to join me live i'm going to bring some of you folks on twitter not on twitter on this live stream of the bullpen you'll be able to make a comment ask a question uh you know try to keep it within reason you could ask about pretty much anything you want don't be a jerk Let's have some fun. I'll get to some of your, I'm saying calls, but you're going to join me live. So you got to be prepared to be on camera. We also have the chat room, the YouTube chat going. I see some uh, some people in there already. Ahmed, thank you. Says, can't wait. Best sports talk guy, gal in Cleveland sports currently. Creative Juice, my man, is in there. Uh, behind the glass is not going on right now, so that's good. Uh, I see uh, Manuel is in there and uh, a few others now all starting to jump in. So you can, if you don't want to be on camera, uh, then that's good. That's fine. You could just send send the chat, send the question. You could tweet at me as well, as always, at Adam the Bull. Uh, and we're gonna, like I said, we're going to do this every Thursday. All right, I'm going to get to some – anybody, again, I sent the link. I tweeted out a link. So if you look at my Twitter in the last five minutes, you'll see the link to join me live on the show. And I'll start bringing some of you on in just a little bit. But uh, let's start with the big news of the day, and that's, of course, the ongoing conversation about the the Browns and the assistant coach situation. Yesterday, I did a breaking news podcast uh, to talk about the fact that the Browns parted ways, fired offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. They fired their um, running back coach, uh, Stump Mitchell, and their uh, tight ends coach as well, and now... They are looking for new coaches. Deuce Staley, the former NFL running back, like Stump Mitchell, uh, he was in for an interview. There was a report uh, that the Browns were interviewing the Seahawks offensive line coach, whose name is now escaping me. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. Uh, They brought him in for an interview, uh, possibly to be the new OC. Andy Dickerson, that's his name. Uh, But something else you have to all consider is that and this this would be frustrating, obviously, if it happens. Bill Callahan is obviously the best position coach the Browns have. He's done a magnificent job. He's been a head coach. Uh, guy's done a great job as the offensive line coach for the last bunch of years for the Browns. 
Now, why am I worried about Bill Callahan? Of course, the Browns would never fire him. He's a great coach. But his son, Brian Callahan, has been the offensive coordinator of the Bengals for the last few years. And Brian Callahan's name has been a hot commodity this offseason in terms of coach openings. There's a lot of openings out there. Brian Callahan, I believe, is already interviewed for three jobs, and I think is interviewing for at least one, if not two more. So if he gets a job, the assumption would be that maybe he his dad would go with him wherever he ends up. Now, first of all, we don't know that he's going to get a job. Just as he's interviewing for a bunch doesn't mean he will get a job. But uh, because – but but if he does get a job, and again, we don't know that, that with 100% certainty that – uh, he's going to leave or that, you know, maybe they, he wants to let his son just kind of do his own thing and not, not meddle in any way. Who knows? But it's just something to keep in mind that it's a possibility they could lose their most valuable position coach. Something to keep in mind. Brian Callahan does not get a head coaching job. I assume he'll stay in Cincinnati as the uh, OC, and then no problem. Nothing changes there. Uh, but in terms of what, uh, you know, uh, Earlier today, we were talking on on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show about some of the possibilities of guys that could replace uh, Alex Van Pelt. Now, I know there's a lot of people like, well, who cares? He wasn't calling plays. What does it matter? You know, the importance of coaches is not just what they're doing during the game. Alex Van Pelt or anybody that's going to be the OC, even if Kevin Stefanski is going to continue to call the plays, which I would assume is the case, has a value to the organization. Kevin Stefanski uh, it, or or whoever the new OC is going to be is going to be part of the team of putting together the plan for the season and for the week. They're going to be working very closely with the quarterback. Alex Van Pelt, in addition to being the OC, was also the quarterback coach. Uh, so there's a decent chance that whoever they hire as the OC could end up being the quarterback coach as well. And two names that I find very interesting as possibilities uh, are Clay Kubiak and Daryl Bevel. Now, both have worked with Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski was Clay Kubiak's boss in Minnesota uh, when he was the well, – they actually worked together for three years in Minnesota. But in Kevin Stefanski's last year in Minnesota, Clay Kubiak was his quarterback coach when he was the OC. And Daryl Bevel, it's the opposite. But Kevin Stefanski worked under Daryl Bevel for a number of years, I think five years in Minnesota – when he was the offensive coordinator there, uh, both uh, Kubiak and Daryl Bevel both are not coordinators right now. Bevel's been a coordinator for much of his career, but right now he's the passing game. They're both passing game coordinators for the Dolphins and the Niners, respectively. These are two of the best offensive teams. They do a lot of pre-snap motion. That's the one thing missing from the Browns. They're near the bottom of the league in pre-snap motion. If you look at the teams in the top of the league in pre-snap motion, it's all big-time offenses. Miami, San Francisco, the Rams, uh, Kansas City, although their deep offense obviously hasn't been great this year. Detroit, all these teams do a lot of pre-snap motion. You know, there's a lot of people out there that think, and 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 I said yesterday in my uh, breaking news pod that I've heard that, that Kevin Stefanski had this, this – move came from over the top or at least at least some of this came from over the top that that ownership got involved now i don't know that with 100 percent certainty but the source is pretty reliable but the key now is does kevin stefanski get to pick the guy 
there were a lot of people, I've been a big Kevin Stefanski supporter, who said last year, they'll never hire Jim Schwartz, right? He is, he's been a head coach, Kevin Stefanski's ego, he's not going to, you know, give up that kind of power. And of course, that was wrong, and it worked great. Kevin Stefanski is not an egomaniac like a lot of coaches. To be a head coach in the NFL, you have to be confident. You have to believe in yourself, okay? We all have an ego. In our, my profession, everybody's got a big ego. I know I certainly do. But to get the best out of yourself and your team, you've got to be willing to put that aside and work with other smart people. And so I, I, if Kevin Stefanski is allowed to hire an OC, make the choice himself, I think bringing a new uh, voice into the room, somebody with ideas, somebody and, – and if it's not – like Kubiak and Bevel have never worked with uh, Deshaun Watson. So maybe they want to go down that route, somebody that worked with Deshaun Watson in Houston when he was at his best. I'm not sure. But I think these two guys would both be fantastic choices. It'd be an upgrade for both. They wouldn't be – they probably wouldn't be calling plays, but they'd get the title – of offensive coordinator. And so I'm leaning in that direction. We'll see what they decide to do. It's a big off season ahead. Um, this division is as good as it gets. Everybody was over 500. All four teams are very talented. You can't, the Browns can't get to the playoffs the same way they did this year. Uh, you're not going to survive all those injuries and subpar quarterback play. It's got to be better. And, and it's got to be more consistent and with the injuries, you got to get lucky. You didn't get lucky this year in terms of staying healthy. So uh, you want to be able to win more sustainably. And so that's why they decided they needed to upgrade things on the offensive end. If you're not doing so already, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, you'll get alerts. I'm going to be, now the football season, not the, now that the Brown season is over, I'll be doing live podcasts, or not, I'll be doing a live show every Thursday for now at 6 p.m. And I'll be doing pod, be putting out podcasts Mondays and Wednesdays. And then if there's breaking news on another day, I'll put a bonus podcast out there as well. Uh, let's see a couple more. I want to read a few more tweets and I want to hit on a couple other things and then we'll start bringing uh, some of you folks in. I know we got, I, I know we have some people already queued up, ready to go. So I'll get to you shortly. Uh, Carrie says, uh, already liked. I appreciate both. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that. Uh, I saw something else that I wanted to read here. Um, oh, Diver Bob says, Bull's beard is turning into a Picasso masterpiece. Thank you. I like my beard. I, I reached, I've always in the past shaved it before it got this long. And because it got too itchy and it got annoying, right? Uh, Roberto, yeah, could be a bird's nest. I might have some hidden creatures in here. But I was able to overcome that itchy stretch. I found I, my the woman who cuts my hair, Jen, she suggested a beard oil. And now it's to the point where it's not itchy anymore. Sometimes on my chin, I put the beard oil in it and I'm good. And so now it's to the point where it's not. And I'm going to go on, I'm going on vacation about a month or so. And I'm going down to Florida. Hopefully, fingers crossed for me, it's going to be hot. Um, but I usually when the weather gets warm, I shave it. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going through the vaca the the uh, vacation with the beard. Uh, Creative Juice, Captain Lou Albano vibes. More than it grows, minus the rubber. Should I put some rubber bands into my cheek? I wonder why he had the rubber bands. I don't know. My man Monzo, who's producing along, along with Max, is uh, a big wrestling guy, I think, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, creative juice. If the Ravens lose to Houston, the AFC North will have gone 0-3 in the playoffs. That's true. I think the Ravens are going to win that game. I'll, I'll give you some predictions uh, later before we wrap up. Also, while pre-snap motion looks cool, I'm always worried about a missed handoff. Does he be worried about anything? But uh, the, um, the pre-snap motion is smart. It helps. It's the one thing missing from this offense. Creative Juice, best, worst sports mascots, any that you can't stand, any that you love. I'm not a mascot guy. Overall, I don't like any of them. None of them do anything for me. The Philly Fanatic was good, I guess. Uh, no, nah, I don't think there's any that I hate. John, revisiting UCSS comments about Joe Thomas. He's currently injured. Yeah, I hadn't heard that story. I didn't believe you, John. I apologize. It is true. He is going to do some coaching in um, uh, in uh, in Germany. Pretty cool. Let's see. Uh, somebody tweeted with no name. This new offensive coordinator interview from Seattle. Any good? I never. The guy was the the offensive line coach in Seattle. I never heard of the guy before his name popped up today that he was being interviewed. Never heard of the guy before. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, we were talking about it earlier today, and uh, Jay said that he heard some good things about him. So we've only heard good things, but I I don't uh, honestly know enough about the guy because I hadn't heard of him until just now. All right. Thanks to everybody for joining us here. Uh, I'm going to start getting to some, we got, we got our first caller. I say caller, even though it's not really a caller. We'll bring him on. Can we bring on Eddie? We tried to get Eddie on last week. It didn't work. Eddie. All right. We're going to have to, we may have to move on. We'll see what we can do. Sorry, Eddie. We keep having a problem with Eddie. Last week, we couldn't get him on. We'll try. And folks, again, if you want to jump in, I tweeted out a link a few minutes ago for you to jump in and be part of the conversation if you want to get your face on camera. I know a lot of people don't want to do that. But if you want to, go ahead and join me. We got Ahmed. Let's see if we can get Ahmed. Ahmed's a big fan. There's Ahmed. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, Ahmed. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. What's going on? Good, good. Feel uh, very excited to be on the show. Been a fan uh, for a long time. But thank you. I uh, thank you. So I uh, posed this question uh, to UCSS a couple of days ago about Deshaun Watson's second half uh, yeah. in the Ravens game. Everybody yeah. keeps talking about how amazing of a performance that was, but only two of the passes. I rewatched the whole game. Right. Uh, really, the second half is the important part. Only two of the passes traveled more than 15 air yards. And so what I'm trying to understand is. How does that in any way prove uh, or give us any sort of like uh, confidence moving forward with Deshaun? I think uh, people got to rewatch the game because uh, the numbers lie very often. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Now, yes, even when you're throwing short passes, right, you still got to be accurate with your throws. And he does get credit for going 14 for 14, not making any mistakes against a very good defense and coming back from behind. It's a great victory, and he did a good job in that second half. But you're on the money. Uh, what, and even if he had thrown down the field more, to me it's irrelevant. One half of football, even though it's a good, it's a good Ravens team, and he played well in that Titans game. And he played decently in the – played pretty well in the Arizona game. That's far from enough. It's far from you. enough. You know, when, when the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson – the reason I went bananas, and I went bananas if you were, I don't know if you were listening that day to yeah. Bull and Fox at the time, but I went bananas because 
I thought the Browns finally had a superstar at the position. And I'm still hoping they do. But if you're going to convince yourself that that half against the Ravens and then the Titans and Cardinals game means he's back being a superstar, you're conning yourself. Or you've lowered your standards of what you expect from him so much that you're excited about that. Uh, He's got to prove a lot more. I still think it's possible. But every year that goes by, you there's no way you can't lose at least some faith that that's going to happen. We, you know, again, you didn't trade three first round picks plus more and pay him that much to be pretty good. You paid him to be a superstar. And so far he's shown very few, if any signs of that. So I think it's fair. I would very much agree with you. And if I may just real quickly, I yeah. think, um, you know, I think you, you guys uh, briefly mentioned this on UCSS as well, but I think it's a, it's a travesty that uh, the wide receiver coach still has their job when that's our worst position group. And I think the coaches got scapegoated. We have uh, no talent at receiver. There's a man named Amari Cooper and a bunch of other guys like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ahmed, uh, yeah, it is weird that that's the one coach besides Callahan, obviously, that they kept on the offensive side. We did talk about it. Now, he is – you know, Jay was speculating that, well, maybe this means they're not going to force Deshaun Watson to play the way they want him to play in the, in the way Joe Flacco played. But Chad O'Shea, the wide receiver coach, is also the passing game coordinator. Mm-hmm. What it means, I don't know yet. Uh, yeah, there was some – it does feel like some scapegoating here, which seems weird because even though the offense was up and down, they still as a whole overachieved as a team. So I don't know that anybody needs to be scapegoated, but it does feel that way, certainly. Ahmed, appreciate it, man. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk appreciate to you soon. It, Adam. Thank you. We're lucky to have you in Cleveland. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I appreciate it. That means a lot. I, when people say things like that, I hope, folks, when you send me, you know, sometimes we dwell on the negative or I'll fight with people on Twitter. I'm trying to do that less. I got to tell you, whenever I get a, a, a email, whenever I get a tweet, whenever I get a message in a chat room saying, hey, Bull, I love you. Thanks for coming. I'm glad you came to Cleveland. This is my home. Okay, my son was born here now. I've been living in Cleveland for for 12 and a half years at this point, and I have no plans to go anywhere till at least I'm retired. I don't know. I don't know where the hell I'm going to go when I'm retired. Maybe Arizona, maybe. But I have no plans to retire. I I could I I, like I said, I think last week I'd like to do this and, and UCSS and my Bet Rivers podcast uh, for the rest of my life till I kick the bucket. I don't know. We'll see. But it really does mean a lot when people say those things. And, and you know, uh, it's, it's nice not to focus on the few negative people. And when people say positive things, it, I, I really do appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. And, and it's meaningful. All right. Let's talk. Let's try Eddie again. Let's try to get him back in here. Take two with Eddie. Eddie? Hey, Bull. Hey, there we go. Sorry, my computer had seven different microphones. It seemed like to try, so it was just Let's go. whack-a-mole cool. trying to figure it out. But how's it going? It's going well, man. Good to see you. What's going on? Um, so, of course, watch the show every day. Love it. It's a great way to spend a lunch break. Thank um, you. My question is non-sports related. And yes. I try to go back and watch 80s, 90s movies because uh, I can appreciate the practical effects uh, versus everything being, you know, most things being CG now. So my yeah. question is, you know, I go back and watch A New Hope or Back to the Future, something like that. Yeah. And like, I like it. I think it's cool, but I don't have that same effect that someone who would have watched it when it came out was like, wow, 
that's so cool. That's the newest thing in cinema. And now it's like, yeah, I see the strings, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So my question is, do you think we will ever get to a point where we can have such mind blowing cinema again, or is it a diminishing returns? Everything's going to be CGI. Nothing's going to be real. You know, maybe not even the actors in the future. Well, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. I know that AI was a big part of the negotiations between the actors and the, you know, the produced, the mm-hmm. producers and owners of the streaming companies. And yeah, I mean, when you go back, it's funny. Um, they're, they're putting out this year, Beetlejuice two. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Yes. And um, so I, I, my son, my wife and I, this weekend, we watched Beetlejuice for the first time. I hadn't seen it probably since I saw it in the movie theater 30 years ago, whenever the hell it came out. And it was so weird. First of all, it was short. It's like 90 minutes. You know, now every right. movie seems like it's two and a half, three hours. Well, in those Keith's days, not most... in even the majority of it, too. What's that? He's only in like half hour of it, if that. Yeah, he, yeah it's true. He's not really it's in weird. it. Alec Baldwin looking that young is bizarre. It's so weird. I didn't remember. Before he like, killed a the... person. When that movie when that movie came out, Alec Baldwin wasn't a big celebrity. He was like, I think mm-hmm. it was nothing, nobody there. So it didn't really, I don't know. But it was just, it was weird watching it. But when you watch those movies, they're just nothing's as good. When you know, it's just everything looks so old, so weird. I don't right. mind the CGI. There are there are still movies that don't use CGI. So, you know, like a movie like The Holdovers. I don't know if you saw that with Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, and I, you know, I, maybe they use CGI for something. I don't know what they would have, you know. But uh, so some of these smaller budget movies or these indie films are still, you know, kind of cool. Most of it's, you know, in terms of the action flicks or the superhero stuff, uh, that's all CGI. But I, I don't mind. Well, I think I saw Oppenheimer was like ninety five percent practical, yeah. which was shocking, which is not a surprise. That that's, and that's three hours <laughs> long. All right, Eddie. Thanks, buddy. Right. All right. There yep. we go. Have a good one. You got it, Eddie. We checked in with him. Let's see what we got in the chat room. Uh, let's see. Are you, oh, you guys. Uh, let's see. Robert tweet. Roberto. Seeing Bull dressed up last Friday, having fun, put him in a different life for me. I always have fun. What do you mean? And I appreciate it, Roberto. Uh, you know, I had my my hat on and my sports coat. Uh, but don't I always have fun? Yes, they are doing a Beetlejuice 2. This year, Beetlejuice 2 is coming out. Ghostbusters, like four or five, whatever it is. Uh, they're doing a sequel to Gladiator that's coming out. All these years. I don't know if it's a sequel or a remake or whatever. Uh, Creative Juice, best sports movie of all time. I, my, it's so hard. A lot. So I would say my favorite sports movie all, of all time is the original Bad News Bears movie, which even with some inappropriate language um, is still to this day. I love it. I love Remember the Titans. I love, um, uh, uh, oh, God, Bull Durham. I love The Natural. I love Hoosiers. And I feel like I'm forgetting one movie. Oh, Field of Dreams, of course. That scene, And I was just tweeting about that yesterday because the scene where, where James Earl Jones talks about baseball and, the, and, the, and times and people will come, Ray. Um, that is an all-timer, and I saw that uh, James Earl Jones was trending yesterday, and I was scared that he died, but uh, fortunately, he did not die, and he was just celebrating, like, his 90-something birthday. No, Monzo, they should not make Titanic 2. Rudy's overrated. Diver Bob says, I'm the swizzle stick on UCSS. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. Angels in the outfield. Ahmed, not a fan. 
Uh, Sandlot, yes. Rocky, oh, how could I forget Rocky? That's a bad job out of me. Miracle. You're right, Monzo. I, I think the bozo is a little inappropriate, but uh, Miracle is that Miracle's a great movie. Slapshot, Monzo's a big hockey guy. Slapshot doesn't hold up as well. I loved it when I was younger, um, but, you know, anyway. Uh, Ahmed says, Bull, we know you're from the New York City area. Uh, how did you end up being a Bengals and Cubs fan? My dad. Um, my dad was a Brooklyn. My da- I've mentioned this. Some of you may not know. When my dad was a kid, he was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan and a Cleveland Browns fan. And the only reason he switched from the Browns to the Bengals is because he loved Paul Brown and the idiot who will remain nameless fired Paul Brown, of course. And Paul Brown decided to start the Bengals. Had Paul Brown never left the Browns, I would have grown up a Browns fan. Um, Justin is, and the Cubs is, my dad just switched to the Cubs when, when Brooklyn left, uh, when the Dodgers left Brooklyn. Uh, let's see. Uh, Justin in the audience can't get on camera. He asked if the Bills can win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. When, when the playoffs started, I picked, we on ultimately the sports show, uh, we picked our soup, made our Super Bowl picks, and my pick was the Bills. My pick was the Bills. I had the Bills beating the Niners in the Super Bowl. And I think the Bills got a good chance to win the Super Bowl. Now, they got to get over the hump against the Chiefs. They haven't been able to do that, but for the first time uh, in the playoffs ever, they um, they are the home team for that game this weekend. Uh, Jay, Adam, please run ads for your show on 92.3 The Fan. It would be hilarious. I don't listen to the channel anymore. Uh, they wouldn't do that because they're very uptight about me being on, you know, leaving the station. Even though I didn't leave planning to start the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, it just worked out that way. That wasn't why I left the radio station. I was looking at at the time, and I mentioned this, at the time I was thinking about moving to a warmer climate, and I decided not to, and this uh, came up, and I just needed to, I, I was done doing a five-hour radio show. That, that was basically it, and they were unwilling to change the length of the show. I had been thinking about moving somewhere warm, and so I, that's why I decided to leave. But they're very uptight about it. They won't even mention our show on the air. It's really petty. But it is what it is. But there's still some guys, all my guys working there, still do a great job. So you uh, happy for you to still listen to the channel, of course. Uh, Manuel says, hi, Bull. Would you take, uh, what would you take as a good sign? What would you like to see in the next few weeks from the Browns? I would like to see them hire a offensive coordinator that gets me excited. Like, pause, as G. Bush would say. Somebody that like I mentioned, like Kubiak or Bevel, somebody of that ilk, somebody that's been with a good offense and somebody that feels like it's a, a hire by Kevin Stefanski and not, um, not Jimmy Haslam creative juice. Aren't you still doing Perino builders commercials on there? Yes, I am. And I'm sure it, uh, they're not thrilled about that, but uh, they have no say in the matter. Uh, Pat, I'm very good friends with the Perino family. I believe in their product. They have done a lot of work in my home, and so they have asked me to continue to do their commercials that run on uh, the fan. So, yes, I do still do that. A couple other things I wanted to hit on, and again, 
if you have a question, you can put it in the chat. If you want to jump on camera, some of the guys have done already. We can do that too. I did want to hit on the Guardians because they've gotten a pass as they've continued to do nothing. Uh, they have they have had an offseason once again where they've sat on their hands. The Guardians have spent, since signing uh, Edwin Encarnacion, what, seven years ago, have spent about $75 million since then, about $10 million a year, which is pathetic. Meanwhile, one of the owners is running for Congress. Uh, you know, you how? Hey, Matt Dolan, you uh, not for Congress, running for Senate. Matt, you're not winning anyway. You're not winning the Senate. How about you stop wasting money on your Senate run and spend it on the freaking team? How about that, Matt Dolan? Can you do that? People, he wants people to vote for him when his team is sitting on their hands. The Guardians have done essentially nothing this off season. They have not improved their offense at all. What would you call a home run free agent signing this offseason? I don't know if you're asking about the, the Guardians or the Browns. For the Browns, it would be one of the wide receivers. T. Higgins, if he becomes a free agent. I think the Bengals will franchise him. Michael Pittman, I think the Colts might franchise him. Although I don't have as good a feel for their situation. Uh, Calvin Ridley could be a free agent. Marquise Brown, I wouldn't think the Cardinals would franchise him those guys would fit as the number two receiver on this team without a doubt do i anticipate anticipate a Cavs move before the deadline nothing big no i don't think they're going to trade donovan mitchell i don't think they're going to trade any of the young guys colin woodhurst do you think jack conklin has any trade value coming off the acl no the browns made it the browns have done a lot of smart things andrew berry's done a lot of good job uh, the biggest mistake we said it at the time was signing Jack Conklin to an extension last off se- or last season. I didn't get it then. It's even worse now. They're locked into him and a lot of money the next few years. He's barely played the last three years. Nobody's taken his contract. I- I'll be stunned if that happens. But DeWan Jones has got to start, so I'm not sure what they're going to do. Um, it's going to be interesting whether they try to move him to left tackle. Only one year left for Jed Wills. So we'll see about that. Um, the Guardians has the first draft prospect. Yeah, they they get the first pick in the draft. When's that going to help them? Three years, four years? I don't know. I guess if it's a kid out of college, maybe in a year or two. But I'm sick of hearing about prospects with the Guardians. The Guardians haven't had a, an outfielder hit 20 home runs. I'm not saying 30 or 40, 20. They haven't hit the last player to hit 20 home runs for the Guardians in the outfield. Just retired. Michael Brantley. That was a decade ago. 20 home runs. That's not a lot. It's pathetic. And what have they added? The only offensive player they've added this offseason is Austin Hedges to be the backup quarterback. Uh, Very frustrating. All right. Um, There's still a lot of free agents left. But I got no reason to believe that the the Guardians will do anything with any of the significant free agents. They have holes all over the place in the outfield. And, uh, you know, the pitching staff's pretty good. There's a lot of rumors about Emmanuel Classe maybe getting traded. I think, if honestly, if they're not willing to spend any money, then they should probably trade him. And they could probably get a, a, a three, four good prospects back. 
It sucks. I mean, it's really frustrating. I, I love baseball. I know we have an under-the-radar, die-hard fan base for the Guardians, but they are, and the attendance was up last year, and this team, the Dolan family, have slapped you in the face. It's, it's an absolute disgrace that this team has done nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's really a bummer. All right, last chance. Two more minutes to get in a question. If we if we, we have time to take maybe one more call, but a lot of people don't want to jump on camera. I get it. As the weeks go on, we'll see if we we'll see if we get more people to to jump on camera. Right now, there's not a lot of people that want to do it. Everybody just wants to ask their questions kind of quietly or anonymously. Uh who who, uh, who is somebody mad? Did I not shout somebody out? Celestine, is she doing something? What is going on? I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. All right. Again, if you if you like the the live show, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're still wondering what the best time is. You can put that in, in the chat as well. I did it at 5 o'clock last week. I thought 6 would be better to have more people home. Maybe it would be better to do it at 4 o'clock when it's a little earlier. You might uh, like to do this when they're still at work. I have no idea. So put that in the chat or send me a tweet, whatever time you think might be the best. Uh, Evan419, what happened, man? You got a couple of minutes to jump in. Uh, yeah, I get it, Ahmed. It's it's hard to stay uh, on board with the Guardians when they don't do anything. So, all right. Thanks to everybody for joining me today. Thanks to Brian Monzo, Max Gotro for uh, producing, putting this all together. Um, thank you all for joining me. I really appreciate everybody that jumped in today. Spread the word for me if you could. We're going to keep doing this every week. Every Thursday, we're going to do it live, except when I'm on vacation. I'll take a break that week. But outside of that, every Thursday live the rest of the year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you again all for joining. Please hit the subscribe. Please give me a thumbs up. I'll see you on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show if I can make it through the snow. Everybody stay safe out there. It's going to be ugly, ugly weather. The snow is supposed to start hitting the area um, around midnight. And it's going to be a lot of snow. So if you do... Like most of you, if you live in the in Northeast Ohio, uh, be safe out there. Be careful, family. Tomorrow's going to be. Have we gotten? A, I'm waiting for the text message from from uh, my son's school to see school's been canceled. We'll see. All right, love you all. Thank you all for joining me. We'll talk to you next time. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.